Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Paul Morrissey from the club's media team. I'm joined today by club ambassador Andy Sinton and my media colleague, the all-knowing Matt Webb. Today we can look back on another away win, this time a 2-0 triumph at Ipswich Town. We'll also be reflecting on Tuesday night's match against Sheffield Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. This is the Loftcast. Well, thanks for joining us, lads. Well, let's do it. Let's look back on another away win. Back-to-back away wins, three away wins from our last four matches on the road. Webby, what on earth is going on? We could, could get used to this, couldn't we? Um, no, it's, it's been great to be fair. We, we were talking before as to what's been the reason why why the upturn in form. I think there's quite a few reasons, isn't there? But since you, you'll probably give your input in a sec as well. But uh, firstly, I think in terms of defensively, we're keeping, keeping the clean sheets, which which always helps. I think Joe Lumley's done in and done very well. Angel, I think Angel Rangel has come into the team. I think he's brought experience, a um, bit of know-how. Settled side as well. And, and Jeff Cameron maybe hasn't got the plaudits he maybe quite deserves, but he's been he's been sitting in front of the back four and, and marshalling it quite well. So, yeah, a number of factors. But, yeah, I think from a defensive point of view, it's probably a, a big reason why we're picking up the results. Yeah, you mentioned the clean sheets there. I think it's six in ten now for... Uh... Joe Lumley, a 60% clean sheet. That's not a bad ratio for a goalkeeper to have, particularly in the infancy of his career. Um, since you're at Portman Road as well, what did you make of the, the performance overall? A really good team performance. I thought we, from the way we started, controlled the game. Uh, we were a threat, dominated possession. You know, I can't remember Joe having a great deal to do. Um, but, you know, you say Joe, but that starts at the front. With the front boys in midfield, I thought were excellent. You know, Maslowonga, the amount of times he, he got his toe in and just nicked things. Jeff Cameron, you know, really showed, I felt, showed his experience and know-how on Saturday. You know, just filling gaps, uh, won't necessarily t- uh, catch the eye, but really, really important. Back four, really, really solid as a unit. So that gives you the platform to go on and win games because I think we've got... Creativity in the side. If you look at the likes of Freeman, Eze, Hemed, Wells, who didn't start the other day, um, you know, Pavel came in the other day and did really, really well. So for me, it was just a. I think Steve described it as a professional performance. I would, I would totally agree with that. Once we got our noses in front, it was probably only disappointing is that we didn't go on and win, possibly four or five. Yeah, we certainly had the the chances to do that. And looking at the other end of the pitch, people talk about. Joe Lumley, he didn't have a, a lot to do. But I know Gavin Moore, the goalkeeper coach, he often says that for a goalkeeper, your first job is to prevent the shot from coming in the first place. And you do that by marshalling your, your back four. And sometimes by doing that, it prevents a shot, which means the save isn't required. So the goalkeeper even deserves credit sometimes when he doesn't have a save to make. That's been a real, for me, um, that's been a real key part of Joe's development, actually, that authority have you got from a from a young lad you know he's only played a handful of games but he's not bothered who's in front of him if he thinks someone needs a kit with a backside he'll he'll give them that and that is a good thing you know you can see him organizing but I think there's a lot of work being done at the training ground um haven't been privy to myself but I can just tell that and just see the way we work you know there was a there was a point on Saturday I think I said on commentary where I looked at the distances between the whole of the back four and they were perfect. You couldn't have got any better. And that's in the. What, what do you what do you mean by that? The distances. 
Well, when a team, wherever the ball is on a on a on the pitch, uh, if it's on the right hand side, the left back will be slightly advanced of the the other defending three. Now you can't let big gaps appear between you because if you do, better teams you'll get a runner in. Opposite fullbacks huge when the ball's on the other side of the pitch, and I think you know Webby's mentioned Angel Rangel. I think, and I spoke about him last week. You don't play at the top for eleven years uh, and not be able to influence us where he's where he's come from too with his positioning, the way he operates, the way he just goes about his business, you know, doesn't really catch the eye, but to me, seven, seven and a half out of ten every single week. And that working as a unit, as a defence, and you're saying about the distances and knowing where to be and where to go, that doesn't happen over a short period of time. It takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, and also consistency in terms of team selection. And Steve McLaren has picked the same back five, if you like now, for a number of weeks He's been fortunate in one aspect. He hasn't had any injury problems across that, that back line since, obviously, Darnell Furlong at the start of the season picked up his injury. Angel Rangel came in at right back um, towards the end of the loan window when he joined us. Jake Bidwell has been a consistent performer on the left and it's been Lynch and Leisner in the, in the centre. They've built an understanding as a unit and that shows, doesn't it? I'm huge on uh, continuity and, you know, and working your partnerships. And if you look at that back five in particular... Uh, it's pretty much been stable. Uh, you know, the two centre-backs, I think, are forming a really good partnership at this level. I know they got caught with a little bit of misunderstanding against Derby, which coincided with them scoring, but in the main, them two have been solid. Your two full-backs are solid, but you're protected in front as well by Jeff Cameron, Masluonga. But the defending starts at front. I've been a big fan of Naki Wells. I know he didn't play, but the defending starts at the front. Toma Hemmed was excellent with that side of his game on Saturday. So um, if you get that, you're going to become a a good side, a side that's hard to beat, and you're going to concede less goals, keep more clean sheets. We've gone on record here, and that's, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel. We haven't kept enough clean sheets over the last two or three years. We're starting to, and that will give you the platform to go and win games. And when you look at the, the recent run of form, we keep saying about our season didn't really start until we played Wigan at the end of the loan window and the, the players that we brought in towards the end of that, they fitted in nicely, Webby. And if you look, if the season did start at that point, we were naught points after four games. And then after those nine games, we picked up 17 points from the last nine games. That is a, a very, very healthy return, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really good. And so I just... Just hopping back a little bit to the points we were just making, I don't know what you guys think, but um, from a set piece point of view, it's, it's been really, it's been really clear that it's something that's that's been worked on on the training ground. I think we look dangerous from offensive set pieces. We look a lot more assured from when we're defending them. And I remember since you always look back at your time with Jerry Francis on the on the training field and when you would work time and time again on set pieces, and it does seem like that. That's what's being done done currently. Well, set plays in the modern game are huge. You know, you look at if you look at Saturday's game, uh, we totally dominated, but both goals were set plays. You know, from a corner and a penalty. You know, so there's there's a hell of a lot goes in between. You know, between box to box, but set plays are crucial. One, it's about your delivery offensively. If you get a delivery, you've got a chance. You can have all the movements. You can have all the moves worked out on the training ground. If you don't get your delivery right, that goes that pales into. In, in significance so Luke Freeman what he does do is put in decent balls into good areas The key, um, people will mention the goalkeeper and yet he had a shocker on Saturday 
but it's because of the area, it's because of the pace, because of the trajectory, and it's because of the amount of bodies that we put around the goalkeeper, which I know for a fact they're working time and time and time again up at the training, uh, training ground that you get your rewards. If you're Luke Freeman, aren't you saying that's my goal? <laughs> Luke Freeman is. <laughs> Andy Sinton is. <laughs> um, listen, who knows? Um, Luke will probably want it. I'm sure if you're a QPR man, you want to give it to him. The thing is for me, it, it put QPR ahead. And from then we went on and dominated the game, got three points and uh, keeps this little run going. Webby rightly mentions the set pieces and they have been very profitable for us this season. How much credit do the coaches deserve? And it's always interesting post-match when set pieces are brought up to Steve McLaren. He's the first person to say John Eustace and Matt Gardner deserve credit there. They work tirelessly on it. It clearly is something that the pair of them work on all week and it is definitely reaping its reward, that effort that's going into it. And as players, I would imagine when you see the rewards at the end, the following week when it might get a little bit boring, stand here, stand there, you're more inclined to, to be on board and, and listening to what's been said because you are getting the rewards for that work. There's nothing better for a player than to be shown or told something on the training ground than you see it come to fruition on a Saturday or a Tuesday night, whenever it might be. So, uh, so yeah, um, and coaches at all levels, they'll have a part to play in. Steve will obviously do the majority of stuff. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic coach. Great track record. He'll do the majority, but John and their guards, they'll have a, they'll have a, uh, an input as well. And if their input is more on the set plays and that's coming off, well, that forms a good team. OK, well, it's certainly been a, an impressive recent return. And Webby, I suppose now it's about keeping this feel-good factor going. And what is encouraging as well is we did have that mini blip within that, those nine games. We obviously had the defeat to Swansea, which was almost a, the low point within this collection of games. But the reaction to that has been excellent. It does show that character and that inner belief that you're not going to win every game and you might get the odd bad result, bad performance, but there's a, a growing feeling of belief within the squad that we can take those punches. Mm. I think as you were just mentioning before we were talking about the set pieces, the the fact that without the, the first four games of the season, which are obviously horrendous for us, that um, we'd be, I think, we're third in the league on points um, with everyone else. So, yeah, it does show what, what just what a great recovery it is. I mean, if you look at our league position currently, it's... Uh, we probably should be a lot more in the mire, but we've, it's, it's been such a recovery that we've been able to, to pull ourselves out and we're, we're able to look up. So, yeah, no, uh, fingers crossed that we can, we can keep it going. It's certainly a tight championship uh, table this season. They're obviously the, the people that have spent big or the, the clubs that have hung on to certain players. But you look at it and it is so, so close because after the start we made, I think most people thought this is the battle that we've got ahead of us. And all of a sudden, we're closer to the top end of the table than the bottom by stringing a few solid results together. It shows how tight and how competitive the championship is. Yeah, well, we're saying and thinking we haven't really, really got into top gear yet. And we're four points off the top six. Um, I think I looked the other day when we were talking, you know, I think there was five points separated, 14 teams. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday were, were, were sixth the other day. They lose a game, and because of the results, they go down to 11th. That's actually what can happen. But I don't think we need to get too wrapped up on that. I think we take old cliche. Each game as it comes, just put keep putting points on the board. Uh, if you can get a run, you know, like we're starting to get now, if you can just keep adding to that total, the nature of the beast with it being the championship, teams will drop points, teams will pick up points. There'll be the unexpected result here and there. We've just got to make sure that we keep picking up results to do that, just need to keep getting our performances um, right individually, collectively, 
and I'm sure we've got the players to push on even more than where we are now. Certainly a very impressive performance and result at Ipswich Town. And like we said, it's a, another away win. Three away wins so far this season, which matches the total away win return of the entire last campaign. So certainly moving in the right direction on the road, which is encouraging. Let's now look back on Tuesday night's game here at Loftus Road against Sheffield Wednesday. As they trying to make room for a shot, uses Showek instead, stood up and there's the, there's the second goal! Queen's Park Rangers 2, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Luke Freeman powers that in! Thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. We're reflecting on a brilliant performance. Um, looking back on that game on Tuesday night, what pleased you most about that victory against Sheffield Wednesday? Um, I think probably, again, sticking together, it's, it's, it's a tough week. We've got three games in six days, you know. It's hard to kind of get your body back into the swing of things only a couple of days later. So it was more the whole team spirit, team effort, and I think we're all in sync with each other. So, yeah, that was the best, most pleasing thing, yeah. You talk about being in sync together. Obviously, it was the same start in eleven um, as well. Where has that syncness come from? Um, it's hard to tell, really. You know, I think it's just kind of it just clicked. It's a it's a bit of a weird one, you know. But um, it, it does seem to have that that real kind of buzz about it. I've said before, you know, whenever I've been in dressing rooms that's, that's done well and gone on to win promotions, uh, it, it's got that buzz. Uh, obviously, I hope we do go on to win promotions and, and, and get promoted, but it's just got that real good togetherness throughout the team, the good chemistry. Do you think, in a bizarre way, it helped that a big portion of that squad came through that tough spell at the start of the season together? You almost united you because you, you had that those troubles as a unit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, going through them troublesome times together, you, you, you appreciate the, good, the, the brighter side of things, you know, when things do start to go well. Of course, none of us want to go back down to, to how it was at the start of the season. You know, I think we can all all say it wasn't the, the best best situations. You know, but to come out of it uh, strongly is what we have. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. And looking at the game against Sheffield Wednesday, then uh, Tom Ahmed putting us in front, and then you getting the second. Talk us through your goal because while we had been dominant in terms of the chance creation, getting that second goal was a huge relief for Loftus Road. Yeah, no, we've we've said that quite a few times this year. Even though we've kind of we've done well to win games, but we probably need an extra goal just to kind of finish them off, you know. Um, and I was speaking to Eustie before the game, and he said to me, "We're kind of when the ball's on the on the right side." Uh, he said, don't kind of go back stick, kind of come between the six yard and the penalty box because obviously that's where it seems to be a corridor of a bit of space and confusion uh, for, for them, you know. And obviously when I when I did do it, I, I went over and thanked him. I said, you have to take me goal bonus because, um, yeah, he's the one that called it before the game and, and, and to be fair to him, it worked. So, yeah, definitely. You talk about that goal bonus, it should be two in two, shouldn't it? I oh, know, it should be, it should be. I'm still going to try and claim that. I need to speak to the to the FA or something. But um, no, yeah, it's what it was. The most important thing was we won. So obviously it'd be nice to score or at least get an assist. But we won, so that's what it matters. Yeah, absolutely. And how much did it mean to the squad for Naki Wells to get off the mark? He's done everything but score. And you could tell by the reaction of everyone on the pitch how much it meant to them to see Naki get the goal. Yeah, we was all really, really, really pleased for him. You know, I mean, listen, he's a, he's an unbelievable goal scorer. He's proven this many a times. Uh, you know, I think all strikers go through them sticky periods. You know, it's just a bit unfortunate when you come to a new club and you want to kind of set off straight away and hitting the ground running. And sometimes it doesn't always work that way. But it, it was never a doubt in any of our minds that it was just a matter of time before he scores. And I'm sure we're going to score many, many more this season because he's one of the best finishers I've seen. So yeah. 
you rate him that highly? I do, yeah. I just think he's he's got that kind of he's got that half a second second of composure when when finishing. You know, where maybe other people snatch at shots, and he just seems to make his own space. And I think when he is uh, on form, uh, which what we've seen, he he's a, he is a hell of a finisher. Yeah. It's natural to talk about the attacking players after a 3-0 win, but at the other end of the pitch, great defensive display again, and not just the defenders. As a unit, there seems to be such an understanding about the defensive job. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Uh, I mean, what we work on here with the gaffer and the coaches is brilliant. We work for everything. We, we go through kind of offensive, defensive, tactical kind of stuff, set pieces. Everything's kind of gone through thoroughly, which is, which is needed. And I think you can see that on the pitch. Everyone knows exactly what to do when to do it or how to do it and it's like I said it, that's one of the other things that's making everything click you know so we've, we've gone through everything thoroughly and I would imagine it can be quite boring on the training pitch having to do that having to do that but when you're reaping the rewards you, you're more inclined to half enjoy doing it because you know it pays off yeah of course I mean yeah like you said you, you're more than happy to do it if we're going to start picking up mm. points that we have you know and, and, and hit the form that we have so yeah by all means like I said the lads are all on board the lads all do it and take note of it, which is why you can clearly see which is uh, what the direction we're heading in. And just finally, a word on Aston Villa. Stephen Claren said after the win against Sheffield Wednesday, it was important to beat a team above us in the table. So almost that gives greater confidence when we take on Aston Villa, particularly with it being at Loftus Road. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, in this league, how tight is you get back-to-back wins, it really does shoot you up the league, um, as well as kind of unfortunately sometimes losing back-to-back. It can You can drop massively, but... Um, no, back-to-back wins, six points against a team that's above us. Excuse me, we've we've gained some points on people, and um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to going again. I've always said it. I, f- I fancy us uh, at Loftus Road against anyone. Um, we've proven that last year when we beat Wolves and Cardiff when they're playing in the Premier League. I really do. I think just the stadium, the tight pitch, and and us on our day, I do really fancy us. So again, we'll be going into the game with lots of confidence, and we can't wait to hopefully pick up more points. Okay, with the wonders of podcast editing, you know the result of the Sheffield Wednesday game before we do as we sit here now. But let's look ahead to Saturday, Friday night's game, I should say, against Aston Villa. Since what can we expect from this one? Because Aston Villa are a difficult one to really define what they are. As we sit here now, they've only had one one game under their new management team. um, And it's produced a 1-0 victory against Swansea with the Tammy Abraham early goal. What can we expect from them? Because really and truthfully, they they should be up there competing for the top two. Yeah, they should be with the squad that they've got, yeah, the the size of the club, and, you know, the personnel. But yeah, you have to earn that. Um, hence, they've got a new manager. They haven't been firing on all cylinders. New manager might come in, maybe just what they need. Who knows? But uh, yeah, expecting a really really tough game, but one to really look forward to under the lights at Loftus Road. Be a cracking atmosphere. Um, and these are the games as a player you want to play in and pit your wits against supposedly one of the better sides in the league. In some ways a surprise appointment while Dean Smith was always linked with it obviously he's a, an Aston Villa fan um, but it was surprising one point they were linked with Thierry Henry and they've gone from Thierry Henry who's obviously a, a world class name if you like but more limited management experience, and then compared with Dean Smith, who's really earned his stripes in the the lower levels with Walsall before going on to Brentford. Not the the high profile name. What do you make of the actual appointment? I think it's a great appointment. You know, I think it's um, 
it's great for Dean. I think he's earned that. You know, he's earned the right to have a crack with a uh, a really big club, if you like. You know, he's from the area, did tremendously well at Warsaw. You know, with limited resources, he's gone down the road to Brentford. He's brought in a real, for want of a better word, identity with the way Brentford went about their business and played. You know, they sold players time and time again. He used to go and get ones just to fill in and, if anything, get better. You know, so. Um, his time at Brentford have, have stood him in good stead. He's got a tough job there because suddenly he's gone from jobs with, I wouldn't say no pressure, if you like. Always but pressure. limited expectation. That's a limited expectation to the club where he's actually said the aim is promotion this year. So uh, uh, that's changed. But um, he's done well with, with that. But we, we hope he comes down to Loftus Road and uh, goes away empty-handed. Then he can get his season start. And... Um, Webby, it's, it's a good test for us as well to see how far we've come as a team since the, the start of the season. Obviously, in those early games, we played West Brom, who are, who are flying high still. They're one of the contenders to go up, and certainly Aston Villa fall into that category. Some might say, well, the points we've picked up in recent weeks have been against teams below us in the table who are, who are looking at the, the bottom end rather than the top end. But Aston Villa will certainly provide us with a, a yardstick for us to measure ourselves against. Yeah, and obviously they'll be up um, as we as we speak. They they've beaten Swansea at the weekend, which was a good start for Dean Smith. And um, yeah, they'll be up. I think if if you look at it for us, the first kind of well, the first time we turn on a performance against a really big team or a team fancied for promotion was Derby, and that was a really impressive performance. So I think it could be a similar game to that. And I think if we can produce that kind of performance, then we can give Aston Villa a game. And it'll do the confidence of the world of good as well. I mean, obviously the players will be getting confidence from the points they're picking up, but also to like they did against Derby to go toe to toe with a, a fancy team like that. If we can do that on Friday night against Aston Villa and come away with something, it would do wonders, wouldn't it? It's all about the individuals getting their performances right, you know. And uh, I keep saying I look at our squad and I think we're uh, there's more to come. Uh, we will get better. Um, yeah, Friday night gives us a, a fantastic test. If I'm playing against Aston Villa or whoever I was playing against a, a side in their pomp, if you like, I couldn't wait to get out there and pit my wits against whoever I was playing against and saying to whoever or the, or, the, or the public, you know, I'm better than him. And if you get six or seven or eight probably on winning their own little battles all over the pitch, you give yourself a great chance to win in the game. So that's the be the mantra against Aston Villa can you win your own little personal battles you might need a little bit of luck on the night but can you dominate and can you have a little bit of luck and if you get that you give yourself a fantastic chance of winning the game putting your managerial hat on do you think there'll be a, a bit of squad rotation obviously it's the the aspect of games on a Saturday a Tuesday and a Friday so three games within the seven days do you expect the manager to rotate I think the performance and the result against Sheffield might have a lot to do with that. I think, um, you know, if you go from a winning formula and a good performance, I'd keep it the same. Yeah, people might say about tiredness, but you know what? When you're winning games and you're getting results, you don't you don't feel quite as tired. So, do I expect squad rotation? And if I was the manager, no. If I've got a winning formula, I would stick with it and I'd say to the boys go again. I suppose as a player, you wouldn't want to be dropped or rested because you think hang on if I get rested and matey comes in and does a great job then I'm going to struggle to get back in you make a good point there actually because if, if you now look at our bench yeah. our bench looks a lot lot stronger so you know other teams 
would other teams leave Naki Wells out the other day? I know he hasn't scored, but I think he's been really, really good. But what a what a replacement. And Toma Hemmed, you know, and uh, he, he plays well. He scores a penalty. And Naki will be sitting watching that game. Yes, he'd be pleased for Toma. Yes, he'd be pleased for the team. But he'll be sitting, you know what? Someone's come in, took my place, and have been part of a good performance. I might now struggle to get in. So players, when they're playing well and you're winning games, just want to play. OK, and Webby, from... Your point of view, looking ahead to the game, is there an excitement, isn't there, building? If we can just keep these points ticking over, like we've said, we, we're speaking, as we speak now, we don't know the result against Sheffield Wednesday, but it's about just keeping the, the good performances going. And even if we're not getting the result, just a performance that gives a bit of encouragement to the fans and to the players. Yeah, I think we touched on that derby game just now. It wasn't necessarily a victory, but I think everyone come away thinking, OK, we've, we've given them a game, we've got a point. It's, it's a really good performance against the top team. So, yeah, as, as long as those performances keep on coming, if the performances keep on coming, then no doubt we'll get the wins as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a good time at the minute. Great stuff. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be back next week to reflect on Friday night's game against Aston Villa and also preview our trip to Blackburn. Thanks for listening to The Loftcast. 